While many kids are making their holiday wish lists, the patients at Nationwide Children's Hospital are simply wishing they could be home. But you have the power to make their stay a little brighter. The moment you make a donation, the butterflies on the lawn at Nationwide Children's light up for our patients to see. And that gift brings joy, funds research, and the world's finest care. Please, light up the lawn. Light up a life. Give now at nationwidechildrens.org give. Hello, everyone. It's your girl, Sequoia Blue. Happy Friday. We are back in here for another episode. We have a special guest today, Kathleen Israel, and she is going to talk about her journey going to is it Camino, correct? Yes. Yes. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. So why did you decide to walk the Camino Santiago? Yeah, the Camino Santiago de Compostela. Um, well, I while I was caring for my husband, my husband had Parkinson's disease for many years. And when I, um, you know, I thought we would be riding our bicycle across France when in our old age, because he was an athlete and I was a wannabe athlete. But then when he got sick, I was like, well, I guess that's not going to happen. So while I was caring for him, my girlfriend, Uh, from high school went on the Camino and I noticed that she was doing something very special for herself. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that when Ron's done with his disease. So that's what I did. Um, He died in August of 2018. And by January, 2019, I was done with the paperwork. You know, there's lots of paperwork after somebody dies. And so, um, so anyway, I thought, well, if I'm going to go, I'll, I better get ready. So I started watching YouTubes about packing, you know, and uh, reading books about the Camino. And I got myself a guidebook um, that made it all possible. And uh, so by um, by the end of March, I was ready to go. And uh, um, so I flew to Paris and I stayed there for a week so I wouldn't have jet lag when I started. And um, so I, I actually did it so that it was like my, um, you know, like um, the women in my family, they all they all have done a trip after their husband died. My grandmothers, wow. my grandmothers were widows in their 50s. And um, I was, you know, 69. And uh, my mother went on a cruise (laughs) after my dad died. And so I just thought, I guess this is this is my trip. And it helped you with like grieving, you know, just getting away and seeing the surroundings. It was it was kind of a weird thing because I had cared for Ron for so long. And I did a lot of grieving when he got his disease. I grieved. Mm what I thought our life was going to be like and in my freedom too, because I had to be his caregiver. Uh, And uh, so there was grief and relief when he died. So it's kind of mixed grief kind of maybe even takes longer because you, you know, it's so good to um, have time to, you know, to yourself. And then, um, but you still need to grieve. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how, like when you were out there, like what spiritual philosophies or wisdom did you learn from the culture out there? 
yeah. Um, so I, I learned one thing I learned was to take care of myself because I got married when I was 20. And even though I was in charge of, you know, the mom's in charge of the family, right? I never was by myself ever. Um, went right from my mom's house to my husband's house. And we were both young. He was 22. I was 20. Um, but anyway, I got to take care of myself. If if I was sick, I had to go find, you know, some, you know, care. And if I needed food, I had to find that. I needed to find a place to stay. You know, I could, um, I found out I could count on myself. And, wow. um, and also I, I learned that um, my time on the Camino was sacred time. And I, I realized when I got back that the rest of my life was sacred time. It didn't end with the Camino. Wow. I mean, that's so interesting. That's just, I mean, because some people would be scared to go somewhere by themselves. And it's like, I you know. were brave enough to say, okay, I'm going to travel by myself. And sometimes it's okay to be alone when you're, mm -hmm. when you're grieving or when you're trying to find a new journey for yourself, especially after, you know, losing your husband. Yeah. My, my sister-in-law, um, well, she was, she took, she took charge of my training. She said, Kathleen, you're going to have to climb mountains. So she went and found all the mountains in San Diego and we climbed up them. Wow. And, um, but anyway, when I got back, she said, the reason I didn't go with you is because I wanted you to have that time for yourself. If we had gone together, we would be chatting the whole way. Mm -hmm. But since I was by myself, I had a lot of time to meditate you know, when, when you're walking, you're breathing, you have to breathe because you're mm -hmm. using energy. And so um, it was a walking meditation, walking the Camino. Wow. And I can imagine the food was amazing there. Yeah, but I, oh, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> I have so many food allergies and I got oh. even more when I was caring for Ron because my health went way down while I was caring for him. Mm. So, um, yeah, I had to, um, I had to watch out what I ate. I did cook a lot of times for myself. Um, the foods that, you know, there would be little stores and I would buy a zucchini, um, a giant red bell pepper, um, an onion and, uh, you know, eggs mm. or some chicken or something. And I would cook for myself in the evening if there was a kitchen where I was. Oh, wow. and, and so, um, yeah, I, I did a lot of cooking for myself and somebody told me that tapas were so great that I should go get tapas. And so mm -hmm. when, when I was in um, Pomferrada, they have a, a castle there and not across the street, there was a, a tapas bar and, um, uh, I went in there one evening and, you know, ordering all those tapas, I ended up with uh, 50 euros worth of food. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. so I didn't do that very often. <laughs> oh my God. Is that like a taco or something like a, a tapa? Oh my gosh. You should have seen how creative it was. It was this, this guy, he was a chef and I went in there. I was the only one in there and uh, I ordered four tapas and uh, each tapa had um, some kind of protein with it. So I, I ordered, um, pig cheeks. And oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. 
and it was you know these little little round things and uh it had <laughs> it had um those red peppers you know that i used to cook for myself and and i i don't know i don't remember one of them had strawberries and some kind of um cheese or something but um anyway they were very interesting very delicious and it was a wonderful experience but i didn't oh, do that very man. much because on the camino everything is really inexpensive and oh okay well that's good i know because you're there so long um you when you're walking you find an albergue uh, you can make a reservation ahead of time or some of them don't take reservations you just go there and hope that there's a bed left for you when you get there um but uh they're like five to twelve euros a night for these uh albergues and then sometimes if that like if the town has a grocery store then they have a kitchen and you can cook your food they have all the pots and pans and everything dishes oh. and then uh if if they have a, a restaurant a lot of times they'll say okay well you can go here for a pilgrim meal and maybe it'll be, you know, 11 to 12 euros for a meal, you know, with wine. And then uh, and then if if they don't have a grocery store or a restaurant, then they'll provide the food for you. And you just give them like 12 euros extra and, and you get dinner and breakfast. In the That's morning. amazing. So you stayed at like like um, Airbnbs or cottages. Yeah, but they're called albergues and like like I say, they're very cheap and you go in there and it's a giant room with all these bunk beds and uh, you grab yourself a bed and then you um, or you check in first and then you grab a bed. You know, it all depends on what what's what they're doing there. And um, you go in and you have you have to have your passport and your pilgrim passport. The pilgrim passport lets them know you're a pilgrim. So. On your pilgrim passport, everywhere you go, they stamp it and date it. So they can tell that you're a pilgrim because the day before you were somewhere and they stamped it. And so, oh, you wow. know, they know, you know, and so you uh, so you give them your passport and they record you for the government. And then um, and then you give them your pilgrim passport and they stamp it. Some of the stamps were really creative, you know, <laughs> I mean, really. Um, this one guy, he he took um, ribbon, these little pieces of ribbon, and then he took a candle and made a big pile of wax on the ribbons. And then he had a stamp and he stamped that, you know, and I still have it in my little pilgrim passport, yeah, all these things. That's a memory. Yeah, yeah. And this other person, they had a stamp and then they took um, felt pens and colored it in for you. <laughs> like it was a, it was a, it was an orange, it was a tree. And so he drew in the green and then he put oranges on it. And, you know, it was very cute and put wow. the date and time, you know. And you would get that, how would someone get that um, passport? Is it just, um, you got to go to oh, Spain yeah. to get it? Um I think I ordered it online. The first one I ordered it online, but hmm. let me see. Um, the second one I actually got, I, I went twice. I went, uh, did the Camino, um, Camino Santiago, uh, the French way the hmm. first time. And then the second time I started in Lisbon and walked up through Portugal 
and that one I got at the cathedral in Lisbon. You could get the pilgrim passport wow. there. So I got that's it interesting because I'm learning about different passports now, like the dual mm -hmm. citizen, dual citizenship, the world citizenship, because. I'm, oh. I'm looking into those things because I want to travel too. So it's very, it's very interesting. The different. Oh, that is passport. interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, I see you have a book out about your journey. Can you tell us about your book that you uh, released and what's yeah. your favorite chapter? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's wisdom on the Camino, a spiritual journey, sharing forgiveness and possibilities to inspire the rest of your life. What I um, while I was caring for Ron, I had I did a lot of personal healing online with a bunch of enlightened thought leaders. And Ron was sick so long, and I studied so long that um, at the end I felt like I had some things to teach. I wanted to share with people what worked for me for my healing, and so I wanted to write a book about that. And then uh, when I got home from the Camino, I was like, oh, it's time to write my book. And so I sat down to write it, but I was reluctant to be teachy. So I wrote my book about, I remembered I told people all those things on the Camino. So I wrote my book about walking the Camino and telling people those things. So um, that's what it is. It's kind of, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a self-help book, but it's a, my uh, editor told me it was a, um, a travel um, memoir. That's what he called it. So, oh, that's a good one. Travel memoir. I like that. So, uh, actually, it, it tells the story of my journey, um, but also it tells about the healing things that I shared with people who needed, you know, healing. <laughs> yeah. And what advice would you give to someone that's dealing with what what you dealt with with your your ex husband? Like, like you know, someone that's going through trying to take care of their husband or wife and they're, they're just mentally breaking through, breaking out here. I know it's so hard. It really is hard. Yeah. Number one, to watch them decline. Number two, to just not have time to leave the house. You know, I, um, my, uh, our doctor said, if he can't walk, you can't leave him at all. And um, so what I what I did was uh, because he had to be able to get out of the house if there was a fire, you know. Yeah. And and so I um, had a deck built right outside. <laughs> he had his chair right by the side of our bedroom, you know, in our bedroom. And so I built a had a door built and a deck out. And I just figured, well, if the door is there, he could open the door. And he could drag himself out. So that way I could go to the grocery store. Or, and I, I did some volunteer things too that just took me away for like two hours or something. Uh, he could, he, there, he wasn't mentally, uh, he didn't have mental problems. He actually was smarter than me <laughs> through the whole thing. He used to remind me of things, even though he couldn't talk, he would write them on my hand. I, he'd, he'd like grab my hand and he'd start writing something on there. And um, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. And 
Ladies and gents, jazz up your New Year's Eve with the renowned Jeff Hamilton Organ Trio. Swing in the new year at the Lincoln Theater with an unforgettable evening of soulful Hammond B3 organ sounds by Akiko, Saruga, and dynamic guitar work by Steve Kolbachek, led by renowned drummer Jeff Hamilton. This trio is a powerhouse of talent that will get you moving and grooving into 2024 with style. Join us December 29th at the Lincoln Theater. Visit jazzartsgroup.org for tickets and information. So he he wasn't he wasn't a danger to himself. It's just that he couldn't walk and he couldn't talk. Yeah, um, but he could use his hands. He he uh, he used to send me texts. Uh, <laughs> when he got sick, it was a time when people didn't really have phones that much, oh. and he wanted he wanted me to get a phone and I was a cell phone and I was like I don't need a cell phone and and he wanted to be able to get a hold of me so. I had to get a cell phone. (laughs) Man, I mean, I just admire your strength (laughs) too. The the one thing that I wanted to say about being a caregiver, um, we when we got married, I I was 20, but I remember the night before we got married, I remember thinking to myself, my life is not going to be my life anymore. It's gonna be our life, my life with Ron. And so if you're gonna do till death do his part, somebody is going to be taking care of somebody at some time. Mm-hmm. And I would prefer to be the well one. I would not, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I prefer not to be the sick one. Um, and so it, it was a gift to me that I got to be the caregiver, not the carry, <laughs> care, you yeah. know, the person that got cared for. So that was one thing. The other thing is um, uh, you just um, you just can't tell what's going to happen. And like I was really angry at Ron when he first got sick because I wanted to find a cure for him and he didn't want to do anything I wanted him to do. He didn't want I, you know, there was some guy in in Australia and he said, oh, here's the cure. I sent him 50 bucks. He sent me the cure and Ron wouldn't have it. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. I bought negative ion clothes. They said they would help him. He didn't want to wear them, you know? And uh, so I was, I was a bit angry because knowing that he was sick, but he was dragging me into it, you know? So um, during... During uh, when he was sick, uh, I <laughs> I um, I found a we're Catholic, so I was at this bookstore, the Catholic bookstore, and I found this card, and there was this guy Solanus Casey, and whoever liked Solanus Casey was trying to make you know get the church to recognize him as a saint, and in order to do that, he had to have some miracles, and I thought, oh. That sounds great. We'll just give you a miracle, Solanus Casey. So you just cure Ron and you get a miracle. And uh, so we, it was a novena and we said the novena every day. And then we kept going after the nine days. And um, you know, what happened is I got the healing instead of Ron because I wasn't angry anymore. So that, Mm. that was the healing. So, I mean, you, you just can't choose what's going to happen, but um, good things are going to happen. Uh, we, yeah. we prayed a lot. He was my date 
I, I could take him, I could dress him up in his suit, put him in his wheelchair, take him to the theater, you know, the live theater in Balboa yeah. Park. And uh, we would go to the theater and he loved, we loved the theater, both of us. And so he was my date. And even though he couldn't really do anything like with his arms, uh, I could just sit next to him on the couch and I'd take his arm and put it around me <laughs> so I could feel his love, you know, Yeah. and um, just, you know, made it happen. Just made it happen. Wow. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, this is great <laughs> advice to someone that's watching that's dealing with this because some people they just they, they stay angry. You know, you you actually had a, a time where you can't. I just... had yeah, I had a healing. And yeah, um, so I think prayer is the name of the game there. Yeah. Um and um even Possibly whatever therapy. you're praying. Yeah, therapy. I was in For therapy some. too. <laughs> I was in a senior support group. That was one of the things I I actually there's a uh, in San Diego, they have the Southern Caregivers, mm -hmm. and um, they actually gave us a person to stay with Ron while I went to the senior support group. So oh. that was real, and, and it it didn't cost me anything. I just signed up for it, and actually, they uh, had therapy for me too. Although our health insurance gave me therapy too, um, so um, it was it was good in that way, and I. Yeah. Um, I felt weird being in um, um, like a Parkinson's uh, group. We were in a Parkinson's group. And um, I just, in the beginning, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to see what it looked like the end stages of Parkinson's disease. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to see that. And uh, he was, okay for about nine years in into his disease um hmm. and um and then uh at when in 2010 he uh became totally disabled like couldn't walk couldn't talk and so that till 2018 i mean uh yeah 2018 when he died that's how long i was his total caregiver Wow. Wow. Man, that's strength. And, and what's, what's next for you? Are you going back on the, on a journey or? Um, I'm going to go to um, the Camino del Norte uh, next April. I think I'll go. Um, Cause I had my, like I start um, in uh, 2019, I was 69 when I started the Camino and I had my birthday on the Camino, my 70th birthday. And so I'll be 74 this year. So next year I'm going to have my 75th birthday on the Camino. The Camino del Norte is uh, a walk along the northern coast of Spain. Oh, so okay. I know it's going to be windy. It's probably more mountainous. Um, but anyway, I'm going to I'm going to do that. <laughs> wow! I hope I have like strength like you when I'm your age. You know, like being able to do stuff. You know, because you see a lot of people that don't travel or they're a little bit nervous as they get older. And it's like, I hope I have that type of strength like you and able to walk and do what I, I have to you know, do. You I know, that lady that I was walking with um, for all those years, I, I walked um, with her on the Bay in San Diego and she was much older than me. Uh, she was like 78 when I was 68 type of thing. 
and we were walking. And um, so, yeah, I met her in, I met her in jury duty (laughs) (laughs) and she was talking about walking at the bay. And I'm like, I want to walk at the bay. Can I walk with you? And so we walked together. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's inspiring too. (laughs) And she's she's still kicking. She she, contacted, she texted me last week and said, Hey, if you got five minutes, give me a call. So. Wow. See, that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Cause you can hang out with people that want to be active and stuff. And and that's important Mm -hmm. too, for younger people. Cause I know sometimes for me, I'm like kind of lazy at times. I'm like, I need Mm -hmm. to go for a walk. I need to walk my dogs and keep my bones going because with COVID, how COVID came about. And I felt like it caused some long-term issues rather doctors believe it or not, but it's caused some issues with people. So it's like, you got to kind of fight what you caught, you know? Yeah. When, when I got home from the Camino this time, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to turn into a couch potato. So in the morning I walk, I walk to church every morning. And uh, so I, I mean, five days a week. And so I walk up a really steep hill so that I can keep my uh, stamina up. So so good. It's just a mile and a mile back. So it's just two miles, but it seems longer because of that long. Yeah. Yeah. It's steep hill. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh man, because I lived in LA and there was some parts where it was pretty hilly. I'm like, oh my God, but it Mm -hmm. it was worth it. (laughs) So what would you say to your 21 year old self? Oh yeah. Don't take, (laughs) don't take advice. That's what I, I would tell my 20 year old self. I, I wanted to be a fashion designer when I was a, you know, a young person. And my mother said, well, gee, not many people get to do that. Maybe you better think of something else. And so I became a graphic designer, which wasn't good for me at all, because I do not have a type A personality. And if it's not perfect, you better not print it, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, it was really bad for me. I had to stop doing that. But I did that for like 10 years after I graduated from college with a degree in graphic design. But, um, yeah, I, I should have been a fashion designer, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'm happy you said that because sometimes, you know, I, I went through that too where, you know, you sit here and you listen to somebody and it comes in, it gets in your psyche. So, yeah, it is important. People just don't listen to nobody. Just go after your dreams because people only know what they know. They Your parents mean well, but they only know what they know. So, Right. Definitely. And really, you know what? The fashion industry is the number two industry in California. I mean, I would have gotten a job. You know, yeah, and I'm, you I, I sit there and I look like if I watch a movie, I always look afterwards and see who was, the, um, you know, co- costume designer. And every time it's somebody different, you know, I mean, Edith Head had had it all going for her back back in the in the day. But um, nowadays, you I mean, people get to do that, you know. Yeah, and it's easier now because of social media. Everybody's like posting their designs on YouTube and stuff. So now it's like it's different, you know, but you can still mm-hmm. start at ADH, I say, <laughs> you know. So um, before we go out, I just want to know what's a saying or quote that you go by? Okay, well, I have a prayer that I say. And I also, I need to tell you about my um, my gift with purchase too on my book. But anyway, oh, a, a saying... A saying that I have, it's a prayer that I always say when I don't know what to do, like, I can't fix this or whatever. I, you know, I can't do it. And the prayer is, dear God, please make everything turn out okay. 
And then I wait for God to make everything turn out okay. And the other part of it is, thank you, God, for making everything turn out okay. And you can say that before it turns out okay, just to like prime the pump there. Um, uh, And miracles happen when I say that. Yeah, it's it's like a form of manifestation, it feels, you know. So that's, I like that prayer. God is good. Amen. Great. I'm grateful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So where can people purchase your book and follow you and support your journey? And I'm definitely going to be following and (laughs) supporting. Oh, thank you. Yeah. um, My website is wisdomonthecamino.com and the book, you know, Wisdom on the Camino, uh, A Spiritual Journey, Sharing Forgiveness and Possibilities to Inspire the Rest of Your Life. And in the book, across from the table of contents, there's a page and it says, read this first. And you go in there and you do what it says and you can opt in to see my pictures because um, people told me I should put my pictures in my book and I would be like, yeah. And and then it's going to cost $50. So I made a website with uh, galleries and portfolios so that um, you just go in. I mean, you have to double opt in. I'm sorry about that. But um you go to chapter one, you can see the pictures from chapter one while you read chapter one and all the way through the book. Oh, so. that's interesting. That the book will stand out. People like pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to. And I have a really great uh, um, book cover designer. He did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. So if, if you like know somebody that likes to walk or maybe just would need to be on a journey, Maybe they they need to put their life together. You could just get the book and give it to them as a gift. Mm, good idea. Yeah, especially because people are saying they're trying to travel now, especially after COVID. People are plotting and finding different ways. You get on social media. Everybody's trying to find out where they're going to travel to, how they're going to get the money, what they're going to do, where they're going to stay. So that book mm-hmm. will inspire people to get going. So yeah, that's amazing. And and leave a review because uh, a written yes. review because that's a gift to me. Thank you. Yes, please leave a review and I'll get the book and leave a review. I'm so behind on books right now, but I'm trying to catch up. I I am working on catching up because I love stories. I love books. And so yeah, I, rem- gonna... I recommend a nice bubble bath and read and read the book. Ooh, good one. <laughs> I like to read with tea or maybe sometimes oh, some yeah. red wine, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like it's just relaxing. And it that's creates one, the of, story. one of my reviews says pairs perfectly with a glass of wine. That's what she said. <laughs> yes, because I, that's what I thought of. I was like, I could just look at the pictures, read it, and just imagine me walking mm-hmm. with you or just walking yeah. that journey. Mm-hmm. But I, I just want to thank you for coming on here. I'm so grateful to hear your story. And thank you. I'm sure the audience is going to get a lot of, out of this. Thank you, Sequoia. I, I really appreciate this. You're welcome. And thanks everyone for watching and supporting and subscribe and share and have a good weekend, everyone. While many kids are making their holiday wish lists, the patients at Nationwide Children's Hospital are simply wishing they could be home. But you have the power to make their stay a little brighter. The moment you make a donation, the butterflies on the lawn at Nationwide Children's light up for our patients to see. And that gift brings joy, funds research, and the world's finest care. Please, light up the lawn, light up a life. Give now at nationwidechildrens.org give.